My name is Travis. I'm here with Barrett and Sean. Today we're going to talk some NBA. So, what are your guys' predictions on this 2019-2020 NBA season? <laughs> so, as far as predictions for the East and West, who do you guys have? I got the Bucks coming out the East this year, and honestly, I have the Clippers coming out the West, and I think they'll win the championship. Wow. Yeah, I would have to go. I would like the Bucks too, absolutely. Um, you know, to be the contrarian, I would have to go with the Celtics. Um, okay. They're a young team. Changing out Kyrie, Kemba, um, I think he'll be a better better fit for them, absolutely. As for the West, I do I do like Kawhi. I think he's he's a beast. He definitely has – he's on a mission. Uh, he's going to spite LeBron and L.A. He's going to – I agree, he's going to win the championship. I am with you guys, actually, too. I like the Clippers, too. But in the East, I'm going to go the Philadelphia 76ers. I just think their lineup – one through five, their smallest guy is Josh Richardson at six six. I mean, how can you? I mean, I mean, like who can compete with that starting five, like height wise? Well, if you don't mind me asking, who can guard Giannis on the Sixers? And you got to think Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, and they also got Giannis's brother, who's not going to make too big of a difference, but he'll bring some energy. And they're coming off a sixty one season too. Yeah, that is. I, I don't know. I just – I think Embiid is – I think he's the best center in the league. I mean, I absolutely hate Embiid. Don't like <laughs> him. But – and I think Ben Simmons, if he can find his jumper, I think the Sixers are just going to be a threat this year in the East. Like a true, true threat. I think they're a good team. It's just if Giannis develops a jump shot, it's going to be – Well, yeah. Way, I mean, and, if – And Giannis is only 24. Like, people right. forget – He just coming off his first MVP. Right. Last year, you know, they ran into a better team in the Raptors. But this year, I think it's Giannis's time. Yeah. I, I, I like Giannis. I mean, he's one of my top fives in the NBA for sure. I mean – so. Yeah, he absolutely ripped my heart out watching uh, the Pistons just <laughs> go get swept After by him. Foot, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I it is, it's unguardable. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's crazy. But uh-huh. yeah, I agree with you. I think he's gonna he'll be uh, a beast for sure. I'm honestly very excited for this season. I think it's the most balanced season since 2015, 2016, before Durant made one of the softest moves in NBA history, in my opinion. So yeah. I'm happy. Like the Clippers, you got the Rockets, you got. Um, the Lakers, you got teams from the East like the Sixers and Bucks. We just talked about the Celtics are going to be pretty good. Brooklyn, when Durant comes back, you know it's going to be a pretty interesting season. That's for sure. I think looking into the next season, I think the Nets are going to be a serious. Like they honestly might be my next season's title. Yeah, champs, and a big so. thank you to Kawhi for not, <laughs> you know, he's breaking the mold. Going to the Clippers, yeah. not joining LeBron in L.A. Right. Uh, that was a big move. I, I know he's agree. from L.A. He's from that. Uh, he's from that area. I he grew up as a Clippers fan, so I mean, hopefully, he can definitely do some good there. They they are a threat as well. Him and uh, Paul George are definitely and also Patrick Beverly too, right. point guard. Like, Absolutely, you got a solid one through three defensive core. I and mean, one right thing. There. Like, thanks to Kawhi, he broke up two dynasties. He broke up the Heat in 2014 when they beat them in five, and this year he finally broke the Warriors. So, like, it's, I don't know, it's just better because it's not one clear favorite. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, and also the Clippers are going to have one of the best defensive lineups, too, with Patrick Beverly, Mr. 94 feet. Paul George and Kawhi, who both can guard the perimeter just as good as anyone in the league right now. So it'll be yep. fun to watch. Yep. You guys want to talk a little bit about the Pistons? I don't yeah. know if you guys were in that. I know. Oh, yeah. I know we're young. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> got a few contracts on the books. I mean, 
this is probably the bias me coming out, but I honestly think they could get a top four seed in the East this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, yeah, I absolutely agree I, with that. I'm solely convinced on this team. This is the best team that I think the Pistons have had in years. I mean, I'm sadly going to have to disagree with you. I do believe we'll make the playoffs, but I, I don't think we're a top four seed. We're not better than the Bucks, Sixers, Pacers, or Celtics. And there's also a few. Honestly, the Heat might be better than us, so – it's just I do agree Blake is coming off his best career year and he's going to help and Derrick Rose hopefully stay healthy. We've been saying this for eight years. but Sixth man. You know, sixth knock man. on wood, knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> and uh, Drummond, so I, I don't know. It's been the same thing, but hopefully we could uh, finally win a playoff game. We've had 13 straight losses in NBA record, so you know we'll see what can happen. You know, the homer in me says, fingers crossed. I think Casey, you know, he knows his stuff. I think we can, you know, Put a good group together here. I think injuries plagued us a little bit last year. Um, we kind of fizzled out at the end, but I think Casey's going to fix that. He's a very fundamental coach. I think Dwayne Casey was the perfect fit yeah. for the Pistons. I think that is the coach they've needed. No offense to Stan Van Gundy. I thought he was a great coach and all that with the Magic, but I just don't think he's that great anymore. So I agree with that. I think I think Dwayne Casey creates a good culture, especially he got fired after winning coach of the year. Like That's, how does that happen? I, I, I was like I literally <laughs> saw that pop up and yeah. I'm like I'm like, how do you fire the coach of the year? Yeah. Like after they I mean I mean yeah they had to face LeBron, mm-hmm. but LeBron's the best player in the NBA. Like that's no <laughs> like, I I do think the potential in Detroit is growing though. I just I don't know, we gotta see this year if they can uh because we've been talking about this for years when we had Tobias and all these other guys, but you know, hopefully this year they'll make a move. I think a six seed is reasonable for them. But yeah, I, I, would, see. I, I, I would, would probably say that's probably the lowest I'd put them as a six seed. Probably. Okay. Yeah, and I think having Casey come in here to Detroit, coming into his second year, he brings um, a level of player development which the Pistons have been lacking for years now. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton, for example, is on the Bucks. Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie's on the Nets. Uh, we've had all these guys just they'll come in, be here for a year, and then they're shipped out. Either we're cutting them or they're asking to leave, basically, and they're just asking to get packaged up in a deal and they're out, and then they're succeeding at other areas, which really hurts. But uh, it's good to see for them. But it, as a fan base for us, it hurts. I definitely agree with that because it's like so many – like so many times we've had all these great guys, or we'll sign guys late in their career, Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady. We even just got Joe Johnson from the Big Three. Like you know, it's just yeah, and he's struggling to make the team yeah. as we speak. As an article came out yesterday saying the oh, former Big Three, MV- yeah, the Big Three MVP is struggling to make a spot on the team. Right. So which is sad, but it, it's a Pistons <laughs> for you. And he is thirty-eight, so like yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. So do you guys want to talk about um? Who are you guys' league's MV- league MVPs um, for this year? So I think Giannis, he could do it again. I think he's he has that mentality, not Mamba mentality, but he has that <laughs> mentality that, you know, get out of my way. You know, he's not satisfied with what happened last year. I think he's, you know, he wants to get back there. He wants to come out of the East. He wants to get into the finals. I, I fully expect him to make a run for MVP. My dark horse is Steph Curry. I think Giannis has a great shot, but the reason why I pick Curry is, especially with Durant gone and Clay out for most of the year, even though he has to share the ball with D'Lo, I think Curry's going to – you're going to see the 2016 Curry, I feel like. He's going to get back in his old bag. He's going to – I feel like he had a lot of shots for him, and I think he's going to shock some people this year. I do agree with you, Travis. I do think 
Curry is a dark horse for MVP just because with Clay being hurt for since I think he's out to All Star break. I think mm-hmm. about February or March. So that's gonna be he's gonna be the number one guy. But if I had to pick someone, I do agree with Giannis and all that too. He's like I said, top five player in the NBA for me. But I'm gonna go Kawhi. I think oh, okay. Kawhi with winning the title last year, I just think he can possibly do it this year. I just I think him and Paul George is gonna gel really well. Mm-hmm. That and the do Clippers. You, do you think load management might play a factor in Kawhi's MVP uh, this year? Probably could, I'd say, but I don't know. I just, I mean, I'm not the biggest Kawhi fan. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I just think, I think the title motivation. I think the title is motivation for him to try and maybe become the best player in the NBA. You know, because I mean, there was arguments in the finals like, oh, Kawhi's the best player in the NBA, and that, but. I don't know. I just I don't. I still think it is LeBron, but I know you can argue Davis. You can argue Giannis. Yeah. You can argue so many people. Yeah, and I think you know now that now that LeBron has been doing it, and the Spurs were were like really the first ones to do load load management in uh, the NBA. I think the NBA writers kind of look past that now. Um, I know it gave LeBron like a bad rap a few years ago. Yeah when he won his MVP and people were like, you know, clamoring to say, hey, he really didn't play the full season. Um, but having that now become kind of a normal uh, social norm, I guess, in the NBA, I think the writers look past that when voting for uh, right. MVP. I think you make a good point. I think they do, they just mainly look at the numbers because people say last year was a down year for LeBron, but he still averaged 27, 8, and 8, which is – you know, that's still great numbers. But to go on your point about Kawhi, I think that's really the last thing he needs, like, to cement his legacy. He's already, obviously, a future Hall of Famer, two-time finals MVP. But if he can get that regular season MVP, that would really put him over the top, yep. especially if they won the title two with it this year. I think that would be amazing for him. And, like, James Harden, I mean, you could also throw him in there. I'm not – I don't like James Harden. I think a step back is <laughs> I, – I, I – yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to have to agree with you. I think Harden is a great regular season player, but he doesn't perform the same in the postseason. Like the last few um, elimination games they've had, he's played honestly very bad. 2017, he scored six, 10 points against the uh, Spurs in that closeout game. 2018, when they lost game seven at home to the Warriors, they missed, he was a very uh, big part of missing 27 straight threes, and he shot two of 13. Then last year, he shot nine of 30 in the elimination game, so – he just has to show up in the postseason. He hasn't been very consistent in the postseason. He's just mainly been a good regular season player. Yeah, and I think him and Russ teaming up this this season will be very dangerous. I know people concerns uh, have concerns about sharing the ball because both of them are very predominantly ball usage rate is very high for them. So having the see, it will be very interesting to see if they can share the rock. But if they do, I think they could be uh, a pretty good contender in the West. Yep. I think the West is going to be insane this year with the Clippers, Lakers, Rockets. Honestly, some people are honestly forgetting the Spurs. You know, like I don't think they'll make a run at a title, but this could be one of the first years for Popovich that they struggle really to make the playoffs. So, and also you got the Utah Jazz too with with uh, Conley and yes. that. I love that addition and all that. that. Actually, the Jazz are probably my sleeper team in the West right now. So to make the finals, I think they can make the finals with the team that they have. The NBA Finals or the Western Conference Finals. I could say NBA. I could NBA? see him. I could see him possibly maybe 
If I mean, if they get lucky too, I mean, but I mean, it's like, bold. like, and also like injuries, you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, what if, what, what, what if Anthony Davis goes down for the season with an injury? That's true, but there, I or feel Paul like Paul George or Col- you know, like I still, even if the Lakers or Clippers weren't to make it, I don't know if the Jazz are better than the Rockets. Honestly, I don't know if they're better than the Spurs or Nuggets. And you also got to remember, Portland made the West Finals last that year is too. So true, yeah. Portland. They're still. There's still a lot of good teams. I'm just, I'm just I'm high on Utah this year. Honestly, honestly, my friend on PlayStation always gets NBA game time. That is probably the team I'm going to watch a majority of the games this year, just because I think I think it's going to be a great season for Utah. Yeah, and I know year. the Nuggets are young. They have Michael Porter Jr., who's coming off an injury. They drafted Bol Bol this year, so I mean they definitely have some young pieces in the works. Uh, they could be a team not this year, but I'd say maybe next year could make a run towards the Western Conference yeah. Finals. Um, and they were also sure. the two seed last year, so right. I mean they were That's a couple true. ones away. It was, a, from it was a very weak two seed to say the least, but yeah. they just you know. <laughs> But, I agree with that. Yeah, it wasn't that as strong as everyone thought, but you know they had the record, so that's what that's how it gets you there. They honestly reminded me of like the 2015 Atlanta Hawks. Like you knew exactly. they were a high seed, but like you knew they just weren't going to win it. Like, and Jokic is nice. I honestly, that's another person who can make a run at MVP. So him and Jamal Murray, and like you said, Michael Porter Jr. So that's going to be fun and to watch. Also, too. Gary Harris too for Michigan State Spartan too. Yeah. Yeah, no, he yeah he can definitely shoot lights out. He's a yeah, he's a stone cold uh, shooter right there for sure. How about, how about six man of the year, guys? Who do you guys got for six man of the year? Um, this is a little biased, but uh, I think Lou will. I think especially with Paul George out till November. He's going to get starters minutes, but probably not start. So I think he's going to probably win another six man of the year award this year. I mean, I hate to take it from you because I really, I like Lou Will. He's won it the past. I think he's won it three out of the five past years, I believe. You're so he's yeah. I, I mean, he's it's his role. I mean, he's if you know you find your niche in the league, that's what you're going to do. But yeah, I'd have to agree with you. What about you, Sean? Uh, I'm going to go a Piston player. I'm going to go Derrick Rose. I'm okay. going to go. Derrick Rose. A little I bias think. or? Bias, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I mean, you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. I, just think, I just think his season last year with Minnesota was really good. And I am hoping for MVP Derrick Rose in the Pistons, on the Pistons. But I, I'm i hoping. But if we can get, like, if I can see the numbers out that he got last year, I'll be satisfied. And I think. And I think if – because I think they honestly are going to start Reggie. I don't think they should. I think it should be Derrick Rose starting because I don't, I don't like Reggie Jackson at all. I completely agree. I think we should trade Reggie. He's He hasn't done yeah. nothing. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> yeah, and I know we have one more year of contract with him. I don't – I'm not entirely sure who is going to be starting. I know everyone's high on Bruce Brown coming into the training camp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Luke Kennard is supposed to be, I guess, starting as our shooting guard. I don't – I would – I don't want to see Derrick Rose come off the bench, but if that's what he has to do to keep his minutes down and that way he's able to maintain his health throughout the year, I would be, you know, I'd be satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, you know, I want Blake to repeat what he did last year. I yep. think it'd be great. I think he can. I think yeah. Blake can. Yeah. And I, I, I love Blake. He is my favorite player in the NBA right now. Yeah. So, yeah. hands down. So. You guys ready to transition to some NFL? 
Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. So, what is your even though it was early in the season, just week five? What is your guys' um, opinion on the Lions so far? So I'm very excited. I'm a homer, as I know. I'm very biased <laughs> towards them, but I honestly think they look like a very like previously they were putting the uh, top rankings for they were fifth, I believe, fifth or fourth in the top rankings for the power rankings in the league. I'm super excited. Like we, you know, went toe to toe with the Chiefs. Some 50-50 balls didn't go our way. You know, we didn't have Slay out there this past week. We held Mahomes to zero touchdowns. I honestly think this is a perfect time for us to get a bye week. We're going to, you know, lick our wounds a little bit on the on the loss. But we're able to, you know, we're able to run the ball. Stafford, you know, this gives him a week to be healthy. And honestly, like, I think if we just get our offense a little more in check, you know, him and Bevel getting on the same page, I honestly think we could be, you know, a playoff team. I don't know about the NFC North championship, um, but definitely able to slide in for the wild card, and it would be really nice for the for the hometown for sure. Honest, yeah. uh, go, oh. go ahead. On, Honestly, I agree. I, I think Stafford's been good so far. I think we're gonna our offense has looked very good. Honestly, after the first week against the Cardinals, tying with them, they've looked great. I mean, we beat the Chargers, who went twelve and four last year. Eagles, who won a Super Bowl two years ago, and are pretty healthy. So. I think we're doing pretty good. And we held uh, fences with arguably the best team right now in the NFL and the Chiefs, so I agree. I think I am really excited about this Lions team this year. I think they, I think before this Chiefs game, they should have been no ties. Like, it should have been 3-0 or 4-0, whatever it would have been. Because uh, I think the offensive coordinator did kind of screw us on that Arizona game because he did call timeout at – a horrible time yeah. in that because I, I, I was like watching it. I'm like, I'm like, why would you call timeout? Stafford got the ball off and dime. Like, why? And that I was just sitting there screaming at my TV. I'm like, why? <laughs> but yeah, I'm high and on the Lions this year. And I think the bye week is a perfect time because they do got the Packers next Monday night. So, and that's going to be a tough game in Green Bay. So, that's going to be really tough. Yeah, and Patricia being in his second year, I think the only problem he has, he's now showed that he can now go out and get these players either from the branch of the Patriots or who play to that similar style of the Patriots. Um, the only problem I think I have with him is he, I think he takes his foot off the gas when we're up in these late games. You know, they show it in, when we're in Arizona in week one. I think like he took his foot off the gas when we were, in, we were playing against the Chiefs. I think like we just don't get aggressive with like defensive calling or playing even with offense. I know he probably doesn't have that much input into the offense, but I'm sure you know he's ultimately the head coach, so he's responsible for that. I mean, that's just the one thing I'd like to see him change coming off the bye week. Just be aggressive, especially when we're playing the Packers on Monday night. Yeah. That's very true because like the, f the first game against the Cardinals, we were up twenty-four to six. You know, our win probability was around like ninety-seven percent, I believe. And like we tied against a rookie quarterback, we should have closed that out. A number of games last year too. Um, you know, we just need to. You know, Patricia just and the Lions just need to like get. I don't know, like it together more. But I do feel like it is a start to the year. It's been pretty good because like no one really expected us to start the way we did. Because a lot of people expectations are five and um, eleven or six and ten again. But I think we'll turn some heads. I still personally believe they'll finish around eight and eight or nine and seven as a wild card. But because I don't, I just don't think we're better than the Bears or Packers. But I do believe we can beat the Vikings, who have been struggling very bad this season. 
Yeah, I would have to say nine, five, and one is probably where we're sitting at. That's where I think. Okay. I think we're going to be able to steal a few games on the road. Hopefully, we can. I, hopefully, we can split with the Packers. I would really love it if we could sweep the Vikings. The Bears, they are an absolute wagon right now. They mm-hmm. are. Their defense is insane. Um, we can just only hope and pray to contain Cleo Mack. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's going to be up to that. I know our uh, offensive line is a little bit young, um, and we've had injuries with Decker. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, he can he can stay healthy, and we're able right. to contain that during the uh, time we play him. And one thing I thought about since you brought up the Bears, man, I can't believe they passed Pat Mahomes for Mitch Trevinsky. Could you imagine that team with the best defense in the league and arguably going to be a two-time MVP at age 24? That would be insane. I just I can't believe Patrick Mahomes. The man is just – the man's unreal. It's like he's – I just don't know how he's doing it at a young age, you know. Like, I mean, because I mean, to be honest with you, like bef- – like I think last year, like I've never heard of Patrick Mahomes. I'm like he just came on the scene. I'm like, who is this? Yeah. Like he just came out of nowhere and just won MVP his rookie year. It's like what the hell? Like, <laughs> so it yeah, I know it. And credit to the Lions. Like they are the only <laughs> team so far in his career to not allow him to throw a uh, a touchdown or run mm-hmm. for a touchdown in that yeah. matter. So I mean, Patricia knows his stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Belichick wouldn't try to keep him if he was an idiot. So. Yeah. I'm definitely, you know, excited. That's a little check in the mark or uh, tin in the cat, whatever they call it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about? But uh, just for them. So Yeah. And and also, too, that game against the Chiefs. And, and also, that was Patrick Mahomes' first game in a dome, too. So, True. and we almost beat him. So, like, I since, think that's impressive. So. S- since we are on football, who? what is your guys' predictions on um, possible Super Bowl uh, contenders this year and winners? So okay, so I'm very excited to see if if Tom Brady can go for his uh, I believe it's his seventh ring, correct? Right. That would be awesome if he you know he's a Michigan man, so it would be really awesome if he can go seven you know seven rings and then just retire because I Lord knows I don't think anyone else is coming back. Gronk, I don't, it'll be interesting to see if Gronk comes back uh, in the middle of the season. I know he touched on it like week two of preseason. Um, that is my pick for the Super Bowl. I mean, I think it's hard to argue Patrick Mahomes out of the AFC. I mean, I think it's going to be them and the Patriots in the AFC title game. As far as NFC, I was watching the Thursday night game last night between the Seahawks and the Rams. I actually kind of like the Seahawks. I think I the Seahawks look decent. They, I mean, yeah, they got lucky. The Rams kicker missed a field goal with no time left to win it. But I don't know. I like the Seahawks. I think... I'm just watching that game yesterday and all that. And they've, I know they've struggled the past couple of years after their Super Bowl win, but I don't know. I just, I like, I like Russell Wilson. I think he's really good. So I'd maybe go with the Seahawks in the in the NFC. For me, I have to agree with Barrett. I'm a Tom Brady fan, so I believe the Patriots will. I think it'll just be remarkable just to get a seventh ring and all he's been through. I think he's just. I think he's just a goat. Like he's proven it year after year. I do. I am a little worried about the Chiefs, but I think Brady's proven, especially last year, beating them, you know, in Kansas City, and also beating them in the regular season when they were fully healthy. When they also had Kareem Hunt, I just think they're going to win it this year. But it's going to be tough though, because um, it's not the same Patriots team. But I do believe Edelman's going to come through again. Josh Gordon. And it's going to be honestly interesting year. So uh, I got New England. I think it's going to be New England. 
and maybe the Seahawks because Russell Wilson's impressing me too. Last night was, since you touched on the Thursday night game, was arguably the best night of his career. 17 of 23, four touchdowns, no interceptions. That was great, especially that throw to uh, touchdown catch by I don't know Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. That was was like reminiscent of Santonio Holmes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, and it's interesting to see the if the Seahawks can make this run to see if they can shore up their defense because that was the first game I felt like the Rams' offense um, was moving the ball. I am a Todd Gurley fantasy football (laughs) owner. Sorry, it's very sad because like he has been honestly horrendous. He's only gotten, I believe, I believe it's only eighty touches through the first like four games, oh, well, which is down immensely from the past two years. Um, with him having like hundred and forty, so I don't know if he's hurt. Sean McVay doesn't like him anymore. <laughs> Whatever it is, uh, Jared Goff like was terrible in the first half, and then he just I don't know what they gave him at halftime. He woke up. Which is great, but I mean, that, it would be interesting to see if the Seahawks can, you know, keep that defense mentality because I know their secondary is a little depleted. Their linebackers are great, but it'll especially be, with the loss of Eric Thomas, yeah, I agree absolutely, with that. absolutely. So I mean, I'm I just love the NFL. I think it's going to be interesting to see another like the Chiefs. Um, you got the Ravens. A lot of people are high on the Browns, but they're still like in the middle of the pack. So I just think the Chiefs probably pose the best like. Um, competition to the Patriots. It might honestly depend who has home field, if it's in Foxborough or if it's in Kansas City. Right. But Brady wins big games, man. Uh, you know, like last year, that was one of the best games, honestly, I've ever seen the AFC title game. You know, he won it again in overtime. My main man, Matthew Slay, uh, got heads three straight uh, times he's won the coin toss and they won it, so... Yeah, no, it, that's the beauty of the NFL is... Um, you know, it's not like the NBA in the previous years where you can automatically just slot like the Warriors and the Cavs into the finals. And it's, you know, we had it three straight years ago. Uh, that's the beauty of the NFL is because there's so many variables in, in and around the game that, you know, that can change the whole outcome of someone's season. You know, an injury of a quarterback, you know, thank the Lord the Saints have done a very good job with throwing Teddy two gloves in there uh, for Saint, uh, for Drew Brees. Um, you know, that shows, like, they're resilient and like that. I mean, I don't know what we would do if we had Stafford go down. I know he's, you know, he's lingering with a hip injury. I, I mean, I believe it's Tom Savage is our backup, but I I just don't have any faith in Tom Savage, sadly. But, you know, it's that's the cool thing about the, uh, the NFL is you're able to have a different winner. I mean, I know the Patriots have always come on top, but – you don't know that for sure. Right. Like it's it's good to it's good to see like variety mixed up, especially at the top. I definitely agree with that because like um, even though Brady's made the Super Bowl half of his career nine times in eighteen years, we're well, going into his nineteenth season. They're usually all different winners, like the Eagles, you know, in twenty eighteen, and there's been a few like the Steelers, Packers, and there's been different winners. So I think that is pretty cool about the NFL because it's just a one game NBA. It's best of seven, so you kind of know who's the better team because you don't get lucky four times. So. And the main reason why I can't put the Patriots in is just because I don't like the Patriots. I don't like Tom Brady. I'm not a Michigan guy. I'm a state guy. So oh. that's kind of like another reason why I just I can't put him in. But would I, you? I don't, I don't care how good he is. Like, would you agree he's a goat? Yes, I, okay. I would. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, he is the GOAT. I mean, there's no one better who amplifies consistency under any conditions, whether he's having, like, dudes picked up off the street who are throwing – he's throwing the balls to, or he doesn't have a running back. I mean, it's it's honestly crazy to see how consistent he is with all the lack of talent he's had around him. You know, with Antonio Brown coming there, there was going to be, like, the first time he'd had someone since Randy Moss because – they just don't have, like, stud receivers that come there. I mean, Belichick just picks some dude from Kent State and plugs him right in, and then he's, like, 150 yards <laughs> for 20 catches, you know. It, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, it, he's definitely the GOAT for sure. And that's definitely a great point because Julian Edelman was a quarterback in college. Like, a lot of people forget that Chris Hogan played lacrosse. So, like, Brady's turning all these guys to great players. Rob Gerskowski turned him to one of the greatest tight ends in his short time. James White, Sony Michelle. People might think it's a system, but the Patriots aren't the Patriots without Tom Brady. Even though Bill Belichick is the greatest coach, you need a quarterback to like lead. Because before Brady, Drew Bledsoe, they were just an average franchise, and you know since Brady, it's been six rings. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I think the Patriots are good, but like I said, I just, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes right now. I just, I can't do it. I, I just think he's on another level. With all that, and I actually did see a thing on first take, and it was like, it was like, oh, is Patrick Mahomes the greatest star currently in like all of sports and all that? And I'm like, yeah, you probably could argue that, but like, I don't know. I just still think you got LeBron, you got Tom Brady, you know, like they're clearly bigger because they've done more. But it is impressive what Patrick Mahomes has done in the, his short time in the NFL. He's he's easily going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, there's. I think. I think one thing with Mahomes, he's kind of in a way getting like a Steph Curry treatment without like when Curry won his first MVP in 2015, you see everybody just like kind of hop on the Warriors bandwagon. Then when he won his unanimous MVP, you see kids now in high school trying to shoot threes from, you know, half court because he just he revolutionized the game. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is doing, too. Like they showed the highlight of him looking back at the ref when he was running for the first down. So Mahomes to me is having like a Steph Curry effect. Um, to the NFL, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and it's unfortunate to see for as coming from a Levar, Lamar Jackson standpoint, is he is actually breaking out this year, and it's kind of still getting you know in the second place compared to what Mahomes is doing, just because he's still playing at such a high level. Um, you know, Lamar was <laughs> unlike he was ridiculous in college for Louisville. He could throw anything on a dime. And then it seemed to me when he got to the combine, all he had was accuracy issues. Nothing with the arm, just accuracy issues. You know, you have writers telling him, go to wide receiver, go to running back, don't play quarterback. You know, it, it's nice to see that he's proving the haters wrong this year. But it's still, I believe it's getting overshadowed just because of Mahomes and his ability to play at such a high level for um, a consistent amount of time. I definitely agree with that. Lamar Jackson has had a great start to the season. I do think the reason why Mahomes is getting a little more recognition in the head-to-head matchup, Mahomes did outplay him a little bit. And even in the game you talked about earlier with the Lions, he didn't throw a touchdown, but he still had over 300 yards passing. And he still hasn't thrown – I believe he hasn't thrown a pick so far this year. So he's just – I don't know, Mahomes is just different because, like, the lowest-scoring game he's had as a Chief is 26 points. And he, and he uh, tied Peyton Manning's record of 15 straight games with two TDs or more. No, my bad. He came one game uh, short of it with 14, which is 
he's been insane. I think he's a clear-cut favorite to win the MVP again, and Russell Wilson, I think, is a close second for me. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think Russell Wilson, I mean, if he if he puts on the performances the rest of the season like he did last night, I think, I think you could maybe throw him in MVP hooks, too. So I do totally agree with that, 100%. You guys ready to switch gears? So we can hop back to NBA, but obviously this is a topic that's always talked about, you know, every lunch table, every barbershop. Uh, who is the GOAT in the NBA of all time? Michael Jordan, LeBron, or another player? What do you guys think? So I'm a big MJ guy. I have never I, – nothing against LeBron. I just know – looking at defen, uh, defensive uh, efficiency rating in the past five years – LeBron doesn't play defense as much as like people think. Takes plays off. I've always just been an MJ guy, just because I didn't really watch him a ton growing up. But I knew like that's who I was like. That's the guy I want to be if I was playing basketball. Um, if you don't know who I what I look like, I'm a five ten chunky white guy <laughs> who can just shoot the corner three. So I'm not anywhere close to being like Mike. But in my opinion, I would definitely have to say you know rings plus minus. MJ's got more. I would have to go with MJ. I, it's it's MJ. There, there's just yeah. I don't think there's a discussion right there right now. So I guess you're not going to get no debate out of me because I'm the biggest MJ fan too. Um, I think it's just the reason why he's a goat. Just you know, six rings. And when you look at a resume, it's just more than LeBron. More MVPs, more Finals MVPs, more Defensive Player of the Years, and more All First Defensive Teams. And one thing Jordan doesn't get credit for. He's still the only player in history of the NBA to have an MVP, scoring title, and Defensive Player of the Year all in the same season. And it's just hard to really put a guy ahead of him when he left the sport and came back and won three straight titles. And I feel like he's had more of an impact. And one thing, even though LeBron is great, and I've watched him my whole life, he people try to overlook his uh, bad finals performances. People try to act like 2011 against the Mavericks didn't happen or 2014 when he averaged two points in the fourth quarter against the Spurs. So like people just look at twenty sixteen and forget everything else. But you know, three and six is hard to really, you know, forget about. Yeah, he couldn't back down JJ Barea. I remember that. Just like the entire finals. He was just he's getting bodied by a like a four foot eight. I don't know. He's not that tall. But uh just getting bodied by him and so that's all he did that whole offseason was work on his post move backing up to the basket. But yeah, you're right. No, people do especially the LeBron Stanners, they definitely <laughs> The worst. Yeah, they are the worst. They like I think it's the Nick Wrights. They want to just say, oh, you know, I never, never, I've never seen that. Like no one ever does this like LeBron. And then like you can just point at so many examples to where this is LeBron and like this is MJ. And then the only person who's going to come close to MJ in that regard, I think, is Kawhi, where he could win that defensive MVP and then the scoring title. I mean, he's built like that. Like he's a different dude. So, I mean, he's got the laugh, you know, he's got, he's just got the stone cold mentality. Like he's, he's honestly might be a robot. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we found out in like five years of uh, like Kawhi is just, he's like, just, yeah, he's just, a, yeah, he's an Android. But yeah, I, I definitely agree. Cause Kawhi, I don't know what he does in his free time. He just, I don't know. He's just like really, no one knows what type of guy he is. Cause he doesn't do nothing besides awkward laugh on media day last year, but I think I agree with you. He's only 27, especially if they win it this year. That will be three rings on three different teams. And honestly, 
I know you said earlier LeBron's the best player, but Kawhi, you can really make a definitive argument Kawhi might be the best player in the league right now, especially with Durant yeah. hurt. Oh, no, I think you could make, like I said earlier, I think you could make tons of I think you could argue Kawhi, you could argue Giannis, you know, just to name a couple as best player in the NBA right now. So, I mean, personally, I would still say LeBron, though, just because at the age, the number that he's putting the numbers that he's put up is just it's phenomenal like it's unbelievable to watch yeah and i think he's got guys this year i know people were all hitting the under when they said is he gonna make the playoffs you know win this so many games down there in uh, uh las vegas sports book but i think now that he's actually got guys it's tough to see boogie suffer another injury but i believe him and ad are gonna come out uh and uh, they're just gonna be another a different breed i guess they're Hopefully they can work together. I don't. I've never seen two real big men like that come together. But AD doesn't really handle the ball, so I know it's all you know. It's space and pace now in the NBA. I know like the Pistons are like the only team that like doesn't do that. So, which is unfortunate. But um, I'm just excited to see it. like NBA to me has just been very. I wasn't really into it growing up. Uh, I really got into it maybe in like 2013 during LeBron's decision, uh, you know, I'm going to take the talents down to South Beach. And that's, like, got me hooked because, like, free agency is is crazy now. It's unbelievable in the NBA. It's not like the NFL, the NHL. It's not like the MLB. Like, MLB, yeah, but they put, like, 20 years on your contract and then the, no one's moving. The cool thing is about the NBA is you're able to do one year and then you're able to just move like Kawhi's done. So that to me, that's just pretty cool. Honestly, I agree. For me, I started a little early, like right when the Pistons beat the Lakers in the 4 finals. That's when I started getting into it. And free agency is honestly the best thing because you never know what's going to happen. It's so. And then there's also so many shocking trades, like right when Kawhi signed with the Clippers, no one saw the Paul George thing happening outside of L.A., you know. For sure. So I just think it's so many different factors that make the NBA such a great sport. And I think this year is definitely going to be one to remember. And – I don't know. I just, I just think the Clippers are going to do it. I think when Paul George is fully healthy, I just LeBron, they can. And I honestly, I'm not trying to sound like a LeBron hater, but there's really no excuse. You know, you have Kuzma; he's going to be fully healthy at some point. Danny Green, who's coming off a championship, and AD is still the best big man in the league. Fully healthy, AD's 28 and 12, five easy. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm. I'm like with you. I just I think it's the Clippers year. I think, like I said earlier, Kawhi won in the final, won in the finals last year. I think that's just motivation for him to try and do it on his own because it kind of is just his and Paul George's team this year. So, you know, I mean, I mean, like last year, yeah, you could say it was his team, but you had Pascal Siakam who really broke out as one of the better power forwards in the league. I mean, he is. I mean, for a a not well-known guy he 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 honestly surprised me as what it most improved i i didn't see him i thought it would have been like a Karis sliver who who is my most improved player of the year this year this, this upcoming year? year yep okay and i mean you could have argued derrick rose you could have argued darren fox who i really like as a point guard in that so but yeah I think I think it's the Clippers year this year. Just I I just put them I put them slightly over the Lakers, not by not like a tremendous amount, but slightly. I agree with that. I think the championship will pr- more than likely be in LA this year. 
um, between them or the Lakers. I'll really be shocked if anyone from the East makes it out, regardless if it's the Bucks or Sixers, makes it um, and wins the finals. I just think it's going to be a Western Conference team because the West is just so stacked this year. You know, yeah. the Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, Spurs, you know, all these other teams. You talked about the Jazz. Portland is still pretty good. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I'm very excited. Uh, it's going to be a great year. This is easily the most excited I've been for the NBA season. I don't know about you guys, but. No, I'm I'm definitely am. I'm curious to see. I know Adam Silver proposed at last All-Star break to making a midseason tournament. I did see that. For the, yeah, for the okay. NBA. Um, you know, doesn't matter conference or whatever. You're just gelled into one seed. And then I would like to see what are you guys' thoughts on that and how this would possibly affect the NBA. I personally just think they should just keep it the same. I mean, I just think it's been like that for years. Why change it now? You know, I agree because a lot of guys, especially with the load management, they're going to be fatigued and – I don't think it's going to interest a lot of people, so I think they should just keep it the same. Because I understand what he's trying to do. You're trying to launch something to make it more interesting, but you already got a lot of fans, what you're doing now, and it's already excitement, especially with new guys and new jerseys. Like, I already see people wearing uh, the Leonard jerseys, you know, so I think you should just keep it the same. Yeah. <laughs> What's your guys' thought? I, I know the G League was going to just a one free throw shot thing. What's your guys' Yeah, um, I think that's pretty interesting. I I actually don't even actually. Can you explain to me how that works? I know I I, I didn't see. I've seen it, but I really didn't know how it worked. Um, I think it's for a free throw. I think you just get one shot instead of two. I think. Does it count for two or does it count for one? I think it just counts for one. I think I'm that's, not sure. I just I just heard about it that it was that they were going to like a one free throw shot. I just think that's very dumb. You should keep this like. I don't understand the point because you're taking another point away. And plus, what if it's a game you're down by one and you're at the three throw line with a chance to win it, but you can only tie it, then right. lose in overtime. So I just I just think that takes away from the yeah, game. Yeah, like I credit the NBA for being like very progressive league. Um, they did they did change the shot clock rule, which I think is probably the best thing they've done in a while. I know they're toying with the idea of moving back to three point line which would ultimately have a trickle-down effect to college and then possibly high school. Um, I, I mean, credit to them. I think you're right, staying, keeping the two free throws. Because then I believe people would just foul people, just for, if, especially if you're up by three, you would just foul people to put them on the line, you know, do the old North Carolina thing and just, you know, you'd never give them a chance. And then I think that would, I mean, viewership might go down because of that. It, it makes it less exciting for the fan to watch someone – shoot one free throw and then have to do it again over and over. You'd rather see the buzzer beaters and then the game winners when then you, know, you see the stands exploding with uh, excitement and joy. But, yeah. What's your guys' thought also on the coaches' challenge, too, the NBA this year? Um, I like it. I think it's uh, good. And I think it's also going to bring more excitement to the game. So I think it's a very good idea, especially young kids, too. They're seeing how the game is – um, you know, moving forward in a good way. So I think it's good. I think it'll definitely change the NBA. It could make or break them. Yeah, so honestly, the I think that's a really great idea. I know they have worried about pace of time on or time of how long they take to review these. I know they have come out with the two-minute post-game report. You know, they do the last final minutes, and then they release it to the public. I think that's great. Honestly, the NBA has done a very good job in the past five years. Um, just redoing the rules or making the game faster. 
I, I wish baseball would, you know, take something out of the playbook of that because it's impossible. I don't know how I was watching baseball when I was younger because it's so slow now. It's it's terrible. Agreed. But well, yeah. Well, that'll be all for our podcast today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Baird and Sean, thank you guys. Listen in yep. next week as we talk about NBA, football, and baseball, hottest uh, topics in sports. I think that was good.